good people so i'm answering the call episode 22 is going to be about the thing that you've been poking me about the most the cookbook and over the past couple of weeks you've probably seen a plethora of concoctions or kitchen prescriptions and things of that sort things that make your stomach rumble so in this episode i'll delve into the intricacies of that and how food words poetry and genealogy operate on the same frequency one feeds the body one feeds the soul the spirit come through i think you need to hear it but before we get started we got to give it up for the advertisements let's get on with it people bon appetit Hey now, good people. Episode 22. As incense burns. And I am your humble host, Sean P. Wright. Hey, and I apologize for the for the pause. And I was realizing how fleet time is, and I realize that it's we're nearly halfway through the month or more than halfway through the month and I had not committed to my podcast schedule and I have a good excuse for that hence the the title which probably brought you in here right now for that very thing food And I'm often asked about that. If you follow me on Instagram or on Twitter, you often see my culinary exploits. And and people often ask if I'm a chef, and I'm not. I'm not trained. I'm just a... uh, I'm just somebody who believes in the uh, poetry of the culinary. And it... And I believe they, they exist on the same frequency and cooking and writing, they, they aren't indifferent. And often people ask how. Well, both require a set of ingredients. And both mediums. They have the capacity to provide nourishment. And the, the duality of it all. You see what I did there? But food, whether it's, when it's transformed, whether it's baked, fried, or roasted, it it provides for the body. Words, when they're transformed from sentence, into sentences and stanzas and metaphors, they provide for the spirit. Because a word by itself is nothing. That's how food and, and, and writing are, are similar. And it, it's often a, a segue into something greater. You know, food often or food can serve as a segue to genealogy. 
And on another note, I am a genealogist and I've used that skill set to trace pockets of my family back 200 years and some change. And one of the featured dishes in this forthcoming cookbook, and this is what brought you here, right? Me, then this, this talk about cookbook. That is something in the production stages, which is what led to um, this slight delay in the episode schedule here that we will rectify from here on out. But the salmon croquette is is a I don't want to I want to say past tense. The salmon croquette. No, let's talk about let's let's talk about the present. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. The salmon croquette it's it's an innocuous dish. If you've heard of it, you've heard of it. If you ate it, you've ate it, you know. It was a memorable experience as a memorable experience, but It's not one to rival the the crab cake. And I don't want to go down another path here, but the crab cake actually has this mythical power and this this story behind it. And the salmon croquette, that has been an elemental force. in a segment of genealogy. If they don't stack, it ain't a Cersei. Lord have mercy. My maternal grandparents, the Cersei, are the inspiration behind the exclamation attributed to the bite of these salmon croquettes. Photo inset. And I say photo inset because now you're thinking about food and you're like curious. And you want to see what's going on, what's behind this. Same image that's on the photo art. Croquettes stacked in regimental fashion prior to immersion in garlic, ginger, and turmeric infused grits. So as a compliment to other dishes. In my role as a genealogist, I use food as a medium to bridge history via the narrative. In this instance, recreating my pawpaw's croquette recipe from taste memory. These croquettes make them dance. They are a feeling, I'm told, causing hunger to fold as these stacks don't hang out long enough to get cold. Wait, did I make a poem? I think I made a poem. Food like life is poetry we must learn to savor the journey every bite of it now I can't just leave you there right I have to expand on that put put some substance behind it defend my my hypothesis stand up for my argument think about it oral histories stories 
the things that that echo with us, the things that connect us, is the power of human stories. And when you think of some of the most memorable ones, they are almost always shared by way of a meal, over a meal. When you're having a meal with someone, when you're breaking bread with someone, that's an intimate act. You're letting down all of your defenses. In antiquity, that was the environment where agreements were made that commonality was found. So that said, food, food and writing, communication, the whole, this whole supposition of love. They're linked together. There's a commonality. Writing and, and food, they exist on the same plane, just different frequencies. Consider this, words, a single word, house, sky, book, cloud. It's nothing by themselves, but when they're put together, when they're combined, they assume power. A message is conveyed. The same thing with food, paprika, garlic, turmeric, black pepper. They're nothing by themselves, but when they're grouped together with other elemental forces, other ingredients, they take on a new power. They communicate a message. And when we sit down, when we break bread, when we eat, we're nourishing ourselves. We're nourishing the body with the food. And those messages that are, are shared, that are imparted, that are absorbed in the act of eating, they also become part of us. And that's powered a huge part of my work as a genealogist and, and tracing and having a part in tracing over two centuries of family history and counting has been through food. Family gatherings were a big thing in my family growing up. And in my series, Finding the Glorious Ones, I often talk about my grandmother and her sisters making their way from the oppressive confines of the Jim Crow South to set down roots in Chicago. And in the course of my research, I discovered that there were multiple branches of my family that made their way to Chicago. And during these gatherings that we had in my native Chicago, every holiday, one of the sisters held or hosted a gathering at their at their home. Or 
on Thanksgiving. We gathered at Mont Helens on Christmas. We gathered at my Aunt Lillian's and on New Year's Eve for dinner, we gathered at my Big Mama's and my paternal grandmother, she held gatherings on Thanksgiving and Christmas. And one of the lasting things, one of the things that echoed with me is that I always remember walking or making my way up to the walkway and hearing the laughter and the talking coming from the house. And it was an electric feeling. And in the process of cooking or the process of eating, those stories, that that elemental force of of who we were, of these, these figures in this small Alabama town, or in the case of my paternal grandmother, Arkansas, I heard these stories so much that they became second nature. I thought these figures these people, these aunts and uncles, these grandmas and grandpas, I thought that they were superheroes because it it seemed that they fought this fight, fought this, fought this this Leviathan of of ugly that that sought to make them bend and somehow They figured out a way to survive, to persevere. And I was always told that there was nothing more important than family. And it was during the course of breaking bread with my big mama years ago when I began or I got the gumption to to trace my roots. And I'd asked her about her fear and coming to a new place where she knew no one. And she told me clearly. And in my darkest hour, whenever I forget how to be brave, I think of this. She told me, shit, scared for what? I didn't have no time to be scared. Nobody's gonna help me sitting around feeling sorry for myself. Shit, I was too busy to be scared. And when she spoke those words to me, I knew them to be true. And I think that was the last time that I was really, truly scared. And it was this same fortitude that was... that was often conveyed during these these gatherings especially during card games and I know it may throw some people for the loop but I admit I I don't know how to play cards I don't know how to play blackjack spades, tiddlywinks or any of the other card games And, and let me explain why during these family gatherings 
card playing, card games, badminton, dominoes, they were a big event. And I always remember the battles between my Aunt Lillian and my Uncle Calvin and you know my other aunts and uncles, but especially remembering my Aunt Lillian telling my Uncle Calvin he didn't have shit coming. The air being thick with smoke from Winston cigarettes and the smell of homemade alcohol and old style beer. Now, I would be at their feet. I would be at the feet of the elders, hanging on their every word about these stories, about these people, about our family. And I was so pulled into these stories that the particulars of cards, it just went over my head. It wasn't as interesting as hearing about these these figures. So that's a big component in why I don't know how to play cards. And even to this day, it doesn't have any interest to me. It doesn't hold that interest. But again, the poetry of it all, the semblance of it all, this all happened in an environment where food was present. Food served as the glue. And a little bit of alcohol too. But it was food. Those ingredients all combined together to help spark this search for who I was, who my people were, where we came from, what we persevered against. Because a lot of the talk that we make about generational curses, these are stories that haven't been told yet, that have been shrouded in mystery. And if we do not speak on these stories, if we do not have an understanding or a respect or a reverence from where we've come from, we're doomed to repeat histories bad histories or we'll flail in the in the waters of what we don't know in the process of tracing my roots of finding my people I found myself finding my family members and historic record has been something that has inspired and humbled me and now I'm at the point where seeing them there is kind of an expectation and let me close with that and do a plug-in and just kind of take it full circle. If you follow me on Instagram or Twitter, you probably have a full picture of the linkages between food and the stories that I have have behind them. This cookbook has a special twist. being 
actually there's two twists. Let's break them down. The first twist is the these recipes. They're inspired by and named after family members in my winding roots. In the present and in the past, I have recipes after my named after my older brother, my my mom, my my big mama, my grandma, a couple of cousins, and then some. And right now, I'm still in the process of isolating and perfecting menus and getting photography in order and just getting the backstory together. And of course, some food poetry. Food is poetry. And it's important because words and I know these I know it to be true because my grandma told me she said that words live forever they live long after people are gone that was the mandate that she gave me when I knew that I would eventually become a writer she told me that be a writer because they words live forever long after they're gone so coupling this with the element of food it gives it extra power it's that much more significant it's that duality that I spoke of the other twist being is that I'm a pescatarian. I've been a pescatarian for 26 years. And when I made that transition from phasing out poultry, red meat, and pork, people gave me crazy looks. I was, people tried to clown your boy. I think I've mentioned this before, but interestingly enough, my father always told me as it pertained to food, that this this concept, this pescatarian concept, this vegetarian, these vegan leans, he told me that I was ahead of my time and that I would eventually end up writing a cook uh, writing a cookbook and making people eat their words. And I I dis- I dismissed those words from my father because I thought he was. Uh, I thought that my dad's words were grandiose, but those best laid plans, they all have always have a a life or a mind of their own. So many of those people that rolled their eyes, that looked at me incredulously, those people that told me that you eat lettuce and napkins. These are the same souls that are asking about this cookbook that are waiting with bated breath on some of these recipes to grace their mold screens shrimp dishes, scallop dishes, crawfish, vegan leans on collard greens, mustard greens, turnip greens, kale, that'll make you, it'll just make you shout because I won't, we're not gonna talk about slapping mamas around here. That's, That's not righteous. We're talking about family here. But all that to say, that's the twist. That's the power of it. And I could think of nothing more.
powerful and consequential than grouping these two things together. The very thing that has aided me in this this search, this winding search to honor and discover and get a fuller appreciation of what has allowed me to be. So that said, we're going to close this out, episode 22. But before I go, if this has touched a nerve, if this is echoed, if you're looking forward to the to the cookbook and you have some some questions, please feel free to answer or drop me a, a voice message at the end of this episode and I can circle back. And even better, I'm an indie publishing house. I'm a I'm a one man gang over here at at a cat consultant. So if you're so inclined, feel free to do a couple of things like this, share this, retweet this, go tell a friend. And then if you just if you're really feeling righteous, if you really are inspired, feel free to lay a tip on your man. Because indie publishing houses, authors like myself, we got to eat too. Besides, how else am I going to get these ingredients to to grace your screens? Hey, but I appreciate you. And again, I appreciate you coming out here and breaking bread with me on episode 22 of Has an Incense Burns, and I am your humble host, Sean P. Wrights. I'll catch you back here next week.